is Travis from Spirit and Truth Podcast. I was unable to do a podcast last week, so things got busy and stuff was going on, so it was just hard. I'm going to do a quick, short podcast this time because it's Sunday evening and, you know, I don't have time to sit down and edit uh, a long uh, podcast, so... This episode is going to be about the armor of God. I've been thinking about the armor of God differently than I have in the past because I never really understood what it what it meant or anything like that. I mean, I had a basic idea of what it meant because of things that I was taught in church, but I never really thought about it. And sometimes we say things in church and we don't necessarily understand why or why we say it or what it means. We don't really think about it. It's just something that we heard and we feel it in our spirit and we know that it's true, uh, especially if it comes from the Bible and we accept it as true, but we don't necessarily consider why we believe it or what it means to us or anybody else and so i was really looking around online and seeing different teachings and finding out what different people were saying about the armor of god and and i had thought about the armor of god more more along the lines of how we live our lives based on on what we believe you know it's like putting on christ putting on the armor of god everything about the armor of god is christ it's the gospel it's peace the gospel of peace. Why do we have peace? Because of Jesus and, and so on and so forth. So um, I started considering it more each piece of the armor being an aspect of our life that we should focus on as we grow in Christ. Let me let me just read. It says uh, in Ephesians, Therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to, to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, there you go, the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace, and in all circumstances take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. Now, we have six pieces of the armor, one representing truth, one representing righteousness, one representing the gospel of peace, another representing faith, another representing salvation, and another representing the sword of the Spirit or the word of God. So if we think about each of these things in our life, um, the truth is very important, obviously. There's a lot of talk about what is true. What is truth? Um, Pontius Pilate asked Jesus, what is the truth? How do I know what's true and what's not true? And there's a lot of talk these days of truth being relative. There's no absolute truth. There's only subjective truth. You know, that, that could take me hours and hours and hours to talk about. But I want to talk about what truth means to us as believers. Jesus said, I am the truth. He's the truth. The truth is not just something that we know or believe it exists outside of our belief. It's what is there whether you acknowledge it or not. Um, truth is truth. Jesus is the truth, holds all things together, is, um, sets free. He sets people free. See, the truth, the truth, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. This is just a fact. Uh, you can't ignore that. And the truth is the Word of God. 
And who is Jesus? Jesus is the Word of God made flesh. John 1, John chapter 1, Gospel of John chapter 1. Um, if you haven't read it, you should read it. Righteousness is a gift from God. We're, uh, we're made righteous by believing in Jesus Christ. What is it about righteousness that's difficult for Christians to understand is that it doesn't have anything to do with our ability to do it or get it right. It's more about our belief and our faith in Jesus Christ. It's not about us. It's about Jesus. Remember that. The gospel of peace is the good news. You know, peace and freedom from, from sin, from the power of sin. The thing that keeps us from being able to obey and, and live according to the Spirit is sin. And the gospel of peace is what delivers the message of freedom and brings peace. Um, I don't know anybody who lives a life of sin that lives a life of peace unless they're completely delusional and think that simply not believing the truth somehow frees them from the guilt of sin therefore they they don't have to feel bad because they don't have they don't have the guilt because they choose to not believe the truth but we know that what is true is true whether we believe it or not and it's a false sense of hope it's a false sense of security Simply relying on your unbelief seems a little bit like faith or the antithesis of faith to put more to put your eggs in the basket of unbelief is a little bit um, backwards if you ask me believing in unbelief <laughs> which well you know um, I don't mean to laugh it's just that sometimes things are just silly if you really stop and think about it if we really stop and think about what what we think we can get away with by acting like we're ignorant. Uh, some people are ignorant, okay? Some people don't know the truth, and that's between them and God. Those of us who know the truth, we're responsible for the truth, and our peace doesn't come from our ability to get it right. Our peace comes from Christ's ability to get it right, and through Him, we are able to live righteously. Now, there's also... Faith, which is the shield of faith, it's a defensive weapon. Our faith uh, not only saves us, but it protects us. Um, we're saved by grace. Uh, our, our faith um, believes and accepts what God says is true, what God says we believe because we have faith. Salvation. Obviously, Jesus is our salvation. Let me go back to faith for a second because there, the wording on Galatians 2.20 sometimes gets muddled. I always liked the version, King James Version, of Galatians 2.20, which is, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, the reason I like that is because it, it, it emphasizes that faith, I live by the faith of Jesus. I live by the faith of Jesus Christ. So, because he loved me and gave himself for me. But anyway, um, that, that's that connection of Jesus and the armor. Um, salvation. Clearly, Jesus is our salvation. Our belief in his accomplished work on the cross is our salvation. It is our deliverance from the wages of sin and ultimately from sin itself. Now, when I think of sin, I don't think of the things that we do that are sinful. I think of the, the thing inside of us that causes us to live according to that sinful behavior. So when we reckon ourselves dead to sin, but alive to Christ, we carry within us righteousness that is accounted to us through our faith in Jesus Christ. So 
It's the opposite of sin. Righteousness is now what fuels us. So no longer are we slaves to sin, but we are slaves to righteousness. We are now free from the power of sin and now bound and driven by the power of righteousness. That is what Jesus did for us. Not that we'll never sin again. Um, uh, <laughs> we all sin. We all make mistakes. That's not what the point is. We're safe from the wages of sin. We're safe from sin itself. Not that we behave correctly all the time without ever messing up. Okay? Nobody ever nobody ever said that that was the case. I don't know anybody who has. Anybody who has is uh, delusional. And, of course, we have the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Okay? It's the Word of God. Now, now you have the truth, which is also the Word of God. And anybody who knows anything about armor... It's kept in a sheath that is attached to the belt. The truth, in a broad sense, is the Word of God. Now, when we pull from the truth the sword of the Spirit, it is a specific tactical word pulled from the truth as a offensive weapon. All the other things are defensive. But when we pull the sword of the Spirit, it's offensive. We are on the attack. We are, you know. So there's that difference. And it's a major difference. So to me, what I'm getting at here is Jesus is our armor. He's every he's a part of every aspect of the things that protect us and the things we use the thing that we use to defend ourselves. He is the armor of God. And he is our victory in the battle. He is our commanding officer. He's everything. He's all of it. And when we neglect that truth, we lose because we, we aren't we're trying to fix everything or do something on our own and we and we mess up and that's a fool's errand really ultimately our life our christian life the way that we live our life is warfare in the spirit it is a spiritual is a form of spiritual warfare there's prayer there's all that stuff but there's also us living according to the spirit living by the spirit that protects us in the battle that protects us in life a few thoughts i had when I was thinking about this, was was the, the the Christian life that we live is not only a form of spiritual warfare because everybody who is involved in spiritual warfare understands that living a, a, a pure life and living before the Lord as holy ambassadors is important. It doesn't save you, but it's important. And the Christian life is meant to be a prophecy. It's a prophetic act it's an act of prophecy that proclaims from the rooftops the realities of an age to come the age to come when all of this the culmination of all of this happens and we're given our new bodies and our new names and our white robes and we are counted amongst those who live for eternity with our lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We are to live a life that proclaims that truth. What that looks like, it's, it's you know, it, it, you know, some people think Mother Teresa, or, or they think of someone else who did all these wonderful, great things for humanity and fed the poor and did all these things, which is part of it, yes. But the other part is just recognizing what Christ did for us and that the ability to save ourselves doesn't exist. comes from belief in Jesus Christ. The Lord's Prayer. I was thinking about the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who I worked in 
Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. For thine is the kingdom, you know, I can't remember the rest of it. Oh, Lord, help me. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really tired right now, so I forgot the end of it. For that is the kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Something along those lines. Now, when we think of the Lord's Prayer, um, we think of something that it's something that we're supposed to recite. It's not. It, again, is something that we are to live. Our life is a prayer. Our life is a prayer. When it says, hallowed be thy name, it's we make your name holy. We proclaim your name we we are proclaiming your kingdom come your will be done the davidic covenant his his throne his you know the new jerusalem zion coming down and jesus reigning over the world in the millennial reign this is the fulfillment of prophecy that has yet to occur and in the meantime in the waiting we depend on him for our food we depend on him both spiritual and and physical food we depend on him for our deliverance from sin and evil. We depend on him to forgive us of our trespasses. This is all part of our lifestyle. These are not just words. They're meant to provoke us to live a life worthy of the calling that has come from the Father. Now, I'm going to leave it at that for you to think about and ponder and so on. I want to thank you guys for listening, if you listened. And um, just be blessed. Have a good week. Focus on Jesus Christ. Focus, think about what the armor of God means. What it means to put on Christ. What it means to depend on the Father. On the Father's grace. What it means to have faith that what He said is true. Amen. I am done talking. Be blessed. Be, may God be glorified in your life. May you walk in purity and in happiness, and in peace, and in joy. Um, if you don't have the happiness, doesn't matter. You might have it tomorrow, right? But have that righteousness, have that joy, and have that peace. Because that is the kingdom of God. All right.